So you've got your weekend already all locked up. You've got work tomorrow. Yeah. You've got the the Lakers and the Grizz, and then you're going to Phoenix. Are you flying out early that morning? Yeah, so I think we take off maybe around 9 a.m. So get to Phoenix 10.20-ish. Times a like game? Uh, one, one ten first pitch. Okay. Hang out in Phoenix afterwards? You yeah. fly right back. Uh, uh, Bianca? Take like a... Yeah, bad news on that one. Seven thirty, something like that. I think the flight back. So and and just flying into Burbank. So it's really easy, really easy. Oh, that's the best. The Bianca portion of it, which uh, they're closed on Sundays, just Sundays. Ugh. That's a Sundays. huge miss. They do have a store in downtown LA. I it's saw that. Not the original, but yeah, I saw that. I haven't had the pleasure. I'm sure it's terrific, but you kind of want to go. to I this know, spot, right? You that know? was that was part of the game plan. I'm like, oh, this is gonna work out perfect. This, that. Now we can go try it, and then I looked and said, it's closed Sundays. So, what does Lady Slee do at a baseball game? Um, she will. It's a good question. I think she's just going to. Uh, get excited about eating the ballpark food because she gets excited about it. Does she really? Yeah, she does. Like just like the traditional hot dog, stuff, hot dogs, pretzel with cheese. Pretzels, yeah. yeah, like okay. that kind of stuff. I don't know why that's that's of interest. And uh, and she'll have herself. She's staring at her phone while the game's going on? No. Like, what's, I, what's happening? I think for her too because this is a ballpark she's never been to. And, and even me. I told you I've only been there once. I think there's going to be some intrigue of, hey, uh, you want to go walk around a little bit? The answer is going to be no because the games are too fast. <laughs> but we'll, we'll walk around a little bit. I think she just enjoys the we're hanging out and we're doing something a little bit different. So, Well, here's, here's my suggestion to you. I think that turnabout is fair play, and I think you should do to Lady Slee what your dad did to you when you guys went to that game, which is you walk in there like, yep, cool. That's an inning. We saw like nine outs. You ready to go? Let's get out of here. And then just go straight back to the airport and call it a night. I love that your dad pulled a power move like that. Like He, he wasn't into it, therefore... We're at well, it. it was already like I was pulling teeth to get him to go. He's like, I, I know nothing about baseball. And, Does he like beer? Um, yeah, but that was – it was like – it was more I'm only going because you want to come. Go. I'm not going to enjoy this. And it was exactly that. And maybe two, three innings <laughs> in, he's like, we're leaving now. <laughs> I, I can just see the look on your face like, Damn. Well, you just kind of funny. I was like, I was having a nice time in my head. I was like, all right, mission accomplished. We saw the stadium. We got a chance to see it. This was like fifteen, probably seventeen years ago, something like that. Float around in there. You know how things booked like years in advance. Get out of here. Yeah, years in advance. So Mike Michael had a tournament out there last summer, and the guys that run his team were like, "Hey, but kind of let's at least look into whether or not it's even how much does it cost possibility." Yeah, that's not something you do on a whim. That is a very tough book. Arizona's terrible, but it's kind of like go float in the pool and watch a oh, ball yeah. game. Kind of a unique <laughs> experience. I, not for me. Right, I'll, I'll do the lawn chair next to the pool. I don't need to be in there. I'd like everybody else to enjoy. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars have like a pool at their stadium too, and do you they can go and at, and party at the football stadium. And I don't want to do that because it's hot. You have the sun beating down. It'd be cool. I would love to see you just swimming laps, like you're just getting <laughs> a, trying to get a workout in. <laughs> You got just the cap the, and yep, the, the whole thing. and the goggles. Put five hundred. Yeah, just go in there and knock out a few laps. Like Mike Travis, do game. some flip yeah. turns. Uh, he's doing some laps. Okay, uh, so I'll go over real quick here. Yeah, you're playing this weekend. What Why are you, you asking? On? What do you got going on? <laughs> we want to know. Tell us. I honestly have nothing. No? I, I I've got my, Michael's got baseball today, and then there's a little team function tomorrow afternoon that uh, I'm looking forward to attending, and then Sunday maybe a little little golf. We'll see. How early do you go on Sundays? To play golf? Yeah. Depends on what's available because we kind of get What's the, the perfect time? 
seven thirty or eight. But that's almost that's that's never, never happening. On Are you again. inviting Chris? Uh, I do not invite Chris anymore <laughs> because Chris doesn't like to go into his pocket for that particular activity. He's already a member somewhere else, so he doesn't like to to double dip. Which I understand. I'll be honest; it's gotten so unbelievably. COVID was a, a nightmare for a hundred thousand different reasons. Yeah, but as a golfer, it was doubly bad because basically everybody that hadn't played in 100 years decided to go play again because and they realized oh yeah this is actually kind of fun and it's and now one you of can't the, find a time it was one of the few events you can do the outdoor only? yeah right so bad deal yeah bad deal it's from james zuber uh as a former contractor thank you i'm going to do everything i can to make you happy and for you don't worry silly about the dogs assuming they're friendly <laughs> i'm invading their space not the other way around i'll keep it clean and keep them safe there you go see you just want to hire james as your contractor that's and that a nice way guy right there he's going to make sure that he takes care of your bathroom and your dogs and by the way your cabinets are going to look fantastic they'll look fantastic and he'll get he'll get uh the home treatment so i'm super excited about mookie betts being the new shortstop every day for the dodgers that's going to go great yeah, I thought when I had a chance to see him yesterday, first time he's Ugh. ever done it in the majors, I, I, Emily and I both were like, oh, Trav's loving this moment right here. Loving this opportunity. Okay, let, let me do this. Let me – what is the – try to find what could be a positive of him being there because some of his quotes yesterday, how excited well, he was. First of all, he's going to be there – a lot moving forward because a they don't have anybody else to do it. Mm-hmm. B the guys that they have like Luke Williams and stuff are not hitting a ton, so they're 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 struggling to find offenses. It is they have to try to put together their most potent offensive lineup. the The best case scenario is he's actually pretty good at it, right? The, the best case scenario is he's pretty good at it. It doesn't affect his offense at all. He continues to play at a high level, and nothing bad happens. And it's just you have another place you can put Mookie Betts. That's the best case scenario. Mm-hmm. The other scenario is what happened last night goes slightly different. That somebody who hasn't played that position in a decade reaches for a ball, tries to do something, tries to step on a bag, tries to jump over a runner, something that he hasn't done in forever. Turned a nice double yesterday. something terrible. It was. It was a beautiful play. Mm -hmm. What if he hits that bag a little wonky because he hasn't done it forever? What if as he's jumping up to do that double play, that guy gets a little tall and clips his legs? They're, they're, these are the worst-case scenarios. There's a reason that right field, guys, you can get hurt out there like anywhere else. There's no collisions in right field unless your second baseman does something crazy, unless the center fielder does something crazy. There's bodies around second base all game, every game, every night. I don't want Mookie Betts in that particular position because we have no better. Go trade for somebody. Go pull up somebody from the minor leagues. That Taking your best player and playing because he thinks it's cool that he did it in high school seems like a terrible idea. All right, some of, some of the quotes from yesterday. Uh, this is Mookie. I grew up doing this, so it's nothing new to me. Okay, Dave Roberts, he looks extremely natural. The guy can play anywhere on a baseball field. Um, Mookie Betts. That was like a dream come true. I know it's work and it's a job. Again, to play short is a lot of fun. So I think what you just said about you're probably going to see him sitting there more often than not. You know what no one's saying? Mm-hmm. We're only going to do this in worst case scenario. We're only doing this when we have no other option. This is a break in case or break glass in case of emergency situation. I get it. The guys that they you think a lot of people are saying what you're saying, or right now are they saying, no, no, you know what? If it's Mookie's there, maybe we have we have a surplus right now of some guys that can hit, but they're predominantly in the outfield. This gives us another bat. What are, what are most people saying? I don't know, and I don't care. Mm-hmm. I, I know that I hate it. I know that putting your best player where all the traffic is seems like a terrible idea to me. I'm not. 
he can do it. He's a good enough athlete that he had never taken ground balls there in Chicago, that he showed up in the middle of the first inning. Yep. Right? All of these things that he could just roll in there and say, hey, listen, we need you to pinch hit for Luke Williams, which, by the way, he got a hit. And, yeah, just go play short. And the very first ball that's hit to him is up the middle, and he turns a double. That he can do that is an extraordinary testament to his athleticism. I hate it. I hate everything about it because – the best case scenario is nothing happens. There are a lot of other worst case scenarios. I know they need bats. There's yep. a ton of go get somebody. This is why you have all these prospects. This is why you have all this money. This is why you have all of these flexibilities that you've built into your organization to cover for things like this. The the, the best solution for this problem is not to take your best player out of his best position. So you I, think you I think you think it. he's going to be there more. For, Occasionally. We're going to start seeing it more. Occasionally. I, I think we'll see it probably at the same rate that we saw it with him at second base, which is not all the time, but you know, once a week, maybe uh, uh, one and a half times a week. On the broadcast and just kind of listening to other people's opinion on this or, or even reading this article or getting some of these quotes, it doesn't sound like there is a, hey, I get that we have to do this right now, but this cannot be the plan, right? That hey, we're, we're getting back to right as soon as possible, correct? So. But I, but I'm also not feeling any of that in any of the broadcasts. I'm not feeling any of that. In some of these articles, the quotes coming from Dave Roberts or Mookie, it's not Mookie saying, "Guys, I'm doing this because this is what our team needs right now." But we all know that at the end of the day, I need to be in right. We need to have somebody else playing this position, and that ultimately is in the best interest of the team. He's playing right field today, which I think is where he will be most of the time. I would just like to say he should be there all of the time. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when you get into – first of all, those weird 12, 13 inning games almost never happen anymore at the games, which another great rule change by baseball. Yeah. You Playoff game, when there aren't the, the ghost runners, you got to play. If all of a sudden – you got to go put him out there because you took Jason Hayward and used him as a pinch hitter for Miguel Rojas. And all. Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Go out there and play there frequently. What's the upside? This is the, I, just because you can doesn't mean you, you should. should. Yeah. And, and, and that's what it feels like this is to me. The good news is not only did Mookie survive his few innings at shortstop, they won. My, we're closer. We're closer to my full commitment to James Outman as my favorite player. <laughs> not, not quite yet. Last night was You're flirting. I, I, I am. I, I'm, I'm maybe going a step beyond that. Maybe we're gonna just kind of see how it goes for a little while yeah. before we make that declaration. But a couple of home runs, including a grand slam. He threw a guy out from right field. Yep. Like he yep. kind of put on a show yesterday. I love that he plays with a little emotion. He almost missed first base on the slam because he was pimping it for his guys in the dugout. We're getting close. I, 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 we're not quite at Corey Seager level. We're not quite at uh, Clayton Kershaw level, but we're close. All right, this is um, – yeah, you're, you're, right now you're asking yourself is, like, do I make a reservation for Saturday night at a nice <laughs> restaurant? Am I moving too fast? Yeah, Am yes. I moving too fast? Yes. I mean, should I do this at – Just going to say, hey, I mean, it's we, Tuesday. Am I really planning a dinner at Saturday, 7 o'clock at this nice we restaurant? We just met each other. It's one of these – How is he going to look at it? Maybe Saturday morning and say, hey, you know, I was thinking to go down and watching the game and grabbing a beer. You want to go? Just what a casual. Well, that, that one's still way too casual. Yeah, but I, I, I think you better miss – better to miss on the casual side than on the – you know, I've always wanted to get married. <laughs> that, that, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not ready to do that yet either. Three is always my number. What does that mean? Kids. I want three kids. <laughs> but no, this is the drinks and apps phase that could lead to a yeah. dinner phase. But okay. then the dinner phase is where you're really committing. So when he gets like a couple games where he's saving them, you know. But the, the problem is that 
by hitting a solo and hitting a grand slam and having the great assists that we talked about, right? That the play he made in the outfield um, or the play he uh, made at home plate, that deserves a little bit of a dinner. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, he's done enough here to where I feel like they had apps. They 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 did a couple of drinks, happy hour. Like, like I, we, yeah, we, closer we, to, we, we, we went closer we went for that. dinner and drinks, and we hung out afterwards. Let's just say that, right? And now, but that doesn't mean I'm ready to move in, right? I, I'm still I'm still you know. You seeing, don't want to go too fast and regret it, okay? You don't want to seem like you're a loose person. <laughs> okay, was, here's here's my here's my question on Altman. At what point? Because I, I, I know it's still so early, but, I, but I'm very curious. At what point do you start saying, hey, this, this, there's a good chance this is one of those guys. One of those guys that have come up through the Dodger, Dodger farm system yep. and becomes a real deal player in the league. Listen, I, Corey Seager, I don't have to say Corey Seager, and then he goes out and eventually goes and makes 300-plus million somewhere else. But if there's one thing that the Dodgers have done, which is still very confusing to me, how do you have this much money? How do you have all these resources, yet you're still very responsible and you bring guys up? In the front? It just doesn't happen often nope. in sports that way. Nope. At what point is it take – now, Al, he's got to do this basically for an entire season. I, Keep I, going. I, I don't know. Keep going. Okay. Then then <laughs> sounds like much further than that. At yeah. what point do you start saying, I think this is one of those guys? A couple of years. A, a couple of seasons. Guys show up and have monster rookie years. Cody and Bellinger. they don't turn out to be. He's he's a really unique case because he actually had the monster rookie year, yep. one rookie of the year. Shortly thereafter, won followed the MVP it up. Yep, and was for three years or so was awesome. And then the cliff fell off a cliff. That doesn't happen very often. But there are Joe Charbonneaus and Ron Kittles and Kevin Mosses. You, you guys might not even know who these people are. Pat Listashes, who win these rookie of the year. Who doesn't awards. know Pat Listashes? And, and th- these are all rookie of the year winners. That you guys don't. They, they go away. It just it happens all the time. It happens especially in that sport. So if he, rookie of the year or that caliber of player, makes an all-star team, comes back to next year, and it looks kind of similar to that, then you can start thinking, you know, that, that's what Corey Seager did. Corey Seager was, there was no good boom bust. It was just, that guy's really good. And then he came back the next year like, yeah, he's still really good. There was very little differentiation in what he was doing. And that, to your point, that's why he made $300 million. There wasn't this, yeah, that's, oh, wait, he just went two months without getting a hit. Okay, hold, two years. It doesn't mean we can't start a relationship before then. It doesn't mean that we can't start to, you know, maybe dabble in the Jersey territory of the uh, relationship. Oh, wow. but we're, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not really a Jersey guy, but I have to make maybe a t- maybe a T-shirt's a better jumping off point. Yeah. They Absolutely. have Outman T-shirts in the team store? I don't know if they do, but he's 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 looked phenomenal. <laughs> I mean, he was, Yesterday was it, – it's, it's always he's special, got- too. It's always special watching somebody that young in a situation predicament where they haven't done this yet in the majors, yeah. and it's just happening all for the first time. That's just that's he's special. He's got that little swagger thing, too, that's yeah. kind of loose and, and, and fun to watch and, and – Interesting. Miguel Rojas or Miguel Vargas had a better night last night. He got a couple of hits. He looked better. But you can still tell he's squeezing up out as hard as he can. It just doesn't feel as loose and as natural. That's a whole other part of it. Dodger fans, you like Mookie at short? Am I overreacting? Because I absolutely hate it and I don't ever want to see it again. We got your phone calls coming up. Plus, read something about Otani Slee that uh, should probably put a little smile on everybody's face other than the Angels. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, Factor Cap coming up in about 13 minutes from right now. Uh, your phone calls in far quicker time than that, just a couple of minutes. But Emily just told me, uh, Slee, you ran to the, the restroom real quick. She's going to an ABBA dance party tomorrow. Yep. Are you attending an ABBA dance party tomorrow? So, I've gone to a few of them. <laughs> and... <laughs> Initial reaction to it is... It's the same uh, crowd every time. Yeah, it's the same people every time. I I don't think... um, I'm not going this weekend. Let's put it that way. Will I be back? You can't go every weekend. You've got to freshen it up. Yeah, because then they kind of tell. They can tell that, all right, hey... This guy's just one of those. He's going to come every weekend to the club. So I, I try to mix it up a little. Lee bit. was here. Yep. <laughs> what is an ABBA dance party? So you you, you actually you had to buy tickets, which is kind of annoying, but it's not that, that expensive. But you know they just play ABBA, the best pop band in the world. I love ABBA so much, and they have bop after bop after bop. And so you you dress like in seventies clothes slash disco clothes, and you just go have a great time with the friends. What's your outfit? So I have these like uh, big like wide bell bottom pants. Damn right you do. And I have a sparkly top. So and I usually just kind of do you put I, on like seventies makeup. Do you go all a little in? bit? I do yeah. a little blue maybe blue eyeshadow right? Yeah, That's blue eyeshadow. Um, I am getting a haircut next week, so I will have my my like. Well, you better if you're it. not, you better cancel it today, <laughs> or else you uh, get dinged <laughs> for the. Get right, exactly. Yeah, you gotta get that figured out. But um, yeah, no, it's just we all kind of get really into the disco fever. It's really fun. Big fan. Yeah, well, like you said, ABBA's got a bunch of songs that everybody knows. Exactly. Which always makes that fun. Take a guess at what my favorite ABBA song is. You know the answer to this. Uh, Is it Mamma Mia? Fernando. Oh, right. Of course. <laughs> How did I miss that? Yes. I Fernando's thought for fantastic. Sure. I thought for yes. sure you were going to I missed it. I was like, I don't know. That. It's, right? Yeah. No, I love Fernando, but my favorite is Gimme, Gimme, Gimme. I mean, it's the best song by ABBA, for sure. Other How much are the tickets? It's like $25. So it's not that bad. Where you can is get it? drinks. Um, it's called like the Echoplex, I think. I can't remember. Oh, yeah, it's Echoplex. In, yeah. Echoplex uh, is that where they always do it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. If Echoplex, which I think it is, they, they do a lot of good... Uh, it's a good venue for yeah. a lot of concerts. Strike yeah, quick okay. phone call here. Let's go to Huntington Beach and Paul. Paul, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Paul? Hey, good to talk to you guys on a Friday. I don't know how to follow up ABBA talk, but I'll, I'll do my best. Hey, <laughs> Give me a shot. Look, man, you're so right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're, you're so right about Mookie, dude. Let's not lose sight of the fact he's our fifth option at arguably the most important position on the field, and we're like three and a half weeks in. It hasn't exactly gone well for the Dodgers at this point. And, and now we're taking, you know, what amounts to, he's basically a Ferrari, right? I feel like, you know, you can't screw with a guy like Mookie Betts. We need him to hit. We need him on the base pass. We need him on base at the top of the lineup. 
We don't need to increase the opportunity to have that dude injured. That, that dude not in the lineup makes us not very good, and let's be honest, we're barely 500 as it is. I mean, you can find dudes who can glove it at that spot, but Mookie needs to get out there, and we need him. We need his stick more than, more than that glove at short. Anyway, man, yeah. it's been a rough go of it. We'll talk to you guys soon. Yeah, thanks, Paul. Look, here's the good news. Dodgers played Padres, the whole league. It's, it's been 11% of the season. So what you're seeing doesn't mean a whole lot. doesn't mean nothing, but it doesn't mean a whole lot either. I don't think that the Tampa Bay Rays are going to win 85% of their games. over the, They're good, but these things tend to change. I, I, I can't agree with what Paul said anymore. You don't put him in a position where I think he's more likely to have something weird happen to him. Just because he can doesn't mean he should. This should be your last option, not something that you do because he's interested in doing it, not something you do because, you know, well, you know, maybe it's a little bit better than this other thing over here. There are 29 other teams that have guys that you could potentially go out and get that have minor league systems as well. You can't afford to lose him. Maybe nothing happens, but the idea that nothing happens is worth that risk doesn't add up to me. You just can't do it. I hate it so much. Well, and and if we look at this from how the Dodgers kind of approach the offseason, because they've had two of the best shortstops over the last couple years who both went somewhere else. Yep. Corey Seager, Trey Turner end up at, you know, different teams. They got paid. But this offseason was interesting because it was kind of the year of the shortstop, whether it was Correa getting signed, Dansby Swanson moving, um, Bogarts obviously coming to the uh, to the San Diego Padres. Turner. Is, uh, Trey Turner ended up uh, going to Philadelphia. There was, I know the experiment of we're going to put Gavin Lux there, no one felt all that comfortable with, right? That, that was never a conversation in the offseason. Guys, it's okay. Trey Turner goes. Uh, Gavin Lux is hopping in there. I don't know if we're watching something right now unfold that has to do with the Dodgers not addressing that issue in the offseason. I know the Lux injury kind of messed up everything, but even Lux wasn't a guarantee that, hey, this guy is going to be great at shortstop. He wasn't. He's Gavin Lux. He's an offensive player, right? But that's he's also not the guy that you had to have to make a run. They only got maybe four of those guys. Two of them are on the mound, and two of them are on the right side of the field, and Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. Will Smith's on there, too. I, I want to put him on that list. They, ha- they have to have him as well. So you got maybe five guys. you got to have Julio, and then you got to have a second starter that is incredibly reliable. Everything else you could probably mix and match and get through it to a varying degree of things. So if one of those five guys has to be protected at all costs. And if just something random happens, something random happens, sure. Why am I increasing the chances of something happening? Mm-hmm. I just I just don't like it. Hopefully they don't do it very often along the way. All right. Um, Otani, I, w- I want to play this for you, Slee. Jeff Passan was on Get Up and talking about something that you and I have been talking about for the better part of two years. The Angels right now are, if again, it's 11% of the season, so this is a ridiculous statement, but it's also true. The playoffs start today, the Angels are out. They don't get one of those six spots again. They're not on top of their division, and they're not one of the better second- or third-place teams along the way. And now they are on the clock for Otani, according to Jeff Passan. As long as the Angels are in contention, as long as the Angels have hope for a playoff spot, Shohei Otani's probably not going to be traded at the deadline this year. But if the Angels fall out of contention and if, you know, it's just more of the same as it's been over the last five years that he's been there, he could be traded and he will definitely leave. Okay, so 
what Passon is suggesting, Slee, is what you and I have talked about for two years, which is the second they know they're out of it, they got to trade him. The second they know they're out of it, he's all but assured to leave. It's not even all but assured. He's leaving. He's dropped every bread. He said he's done everything other than say, I'm leaving at the end of the year. What if they're kind of in it? What if they are legitimately in it, but nothing really happens, right? Let's say that they go into the trade deadline, end of July, and they're in first place by a game or two, but they're not running away with it, that the whole American League West is kind of bunched together, that the American League is kind of bunched together. You decide not to move him, and then over the course of the final two months of the season, what has happened to you for the last 10 years happens again. I think that what's happened 10 years in a row is likely to happen for the 11th year in a row. That's just the way that this stuff works. Now you get nothing for him. I just, unless you really, truly believe that you have a chance to make a run, even if you're in it, I know they're saying they're not going to do it. I think it's the wrong thing to do. You have to get something for this man because the the, the haul he's going to get coming back the other way is extraordinary. Why would you ever risk him leaving for nothing? So they're already three and a half games behind in the division. All right, so Texas starts out 12 and 6. They're sitting at 9 and 10. So we didn't even have to go 10%, 11% of the season where you're three and a half back. And I know if you're maybe in, in – it's so early in the season, yep. but the Angels have also – if the Dodgers are three and a half back, I'm less worried about the Dodgers because they have a track record that shows – okay, of give it course. a second. Of course. The Angels are showing nothing different than the last couple of years so far. Now, even all the people that were saying coming into the season – I remember we had this conversation before the season started. You've got to put your money on it. Angels making the playoffs, are they not – um, I was very happy to say they're not making the playoffs because you. they've just they've shown that over the years. It's fascinating because I think let's just say let's go to you get to the All Star game and they're one game in front of the Texas Rangers and the Houston Astros. Sure, as in all three of those teams are separated by one game. Yeah, right. I think the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim will continue to ride that train until it goes. That's what I think is going to happen. What do you think about that? Um, I think if here you have Shohei Otani, and I think all he has said is, "I want a chance to win." Exactly, and if, that's why you have to move him. But but let me let me play just off of that. If you're if you're competing in the division, and you actually by the time the All Star break comes and you're not out of it, I think they're not only going to do it. I understand the idea and the concept of saying, "Well, all he wants to do is compete." We're we're in it. It doesn't mean you're guaranteed that he's going to stay with you, but you're in it. It also doesn't mean it guaranteed that you're going to actually make the playoffs or the postseason. I understand the strategy of saying, well, we're going to give this a shot with Shohei Otani because it's the only shot we and have. And that decision is why they've been bad for 10 years in a row because they never think about what's coming next. They don't look at it from a, a perspective of how do we make a good organization. That's a decision that's good for them for the next two months. That's a decision that's terrible for them over the next 10 years. And that's why they lose 10 years in a row. That's why they can never get out of their own way because they keep trying to fix a problem that's right in front of their face that's not going to go away as opposed to saying, hold on a second, we haven't drafted a good pitcher in 10 years. Why not? Who's making the selections? Who's making the final? Let's fix the big problems. He's leaving. Can I tell you the difference? I tell you the, the difference is I don't have confidence in that organization, period. 
So even if they decided tomorrow that they're going to trade Shohei Otani, that's the best argument. And they're going to go get, we're going to blow it no matter what. <laughs> they're going to go get all these prospects. They're not going to know what to do with them, or maybe it's <laughs> not the like right that. farm system. I think that you just can't trust them either way. Factor cap coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Hey guys, Hello. What, would, what would you wear to an ABBA dance party? I'm in tight leather pants. <laughs> Not sure why. Um, First of all, all 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 leather pants on me would be tight leather pants. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's redundant. Tight leather that's pants. a double deal. Um, I'm gonna have a, a definitely one of the uh, one just kind of those dress shirts like we talked about a little bit earlier. Some type of Deep bright feet. color, and I want the button. Basically, I'm buttoning to my belly button. <laughs> Everything else is open. <laughs> um, I need, a, go I need a fro too. Of like a Starsky and Hutch vibe. Okay. Right, like leather vest, maybe like a cowboy kind of sort of shirt that those that those guys used to wear. Feather my hair, like center part down the middle, yeah. split it back, coming the other way, uh, and and maybe some bell bottom jeans. That well, that feels like it's how it's going to go. That sounds great. Very when on that, brand. That's when, pretty good. Right? That would be a good look. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go buy tickets. All right. So um, we are at uh, the Commerce Casino. They are doing a poker tournament today. So my statement is: you do not have a good poker face, Travis. Factor cap. I think that's cap. I think my poker face would be average. I don't know if I'm like Phil Ivey, who you have no idea what's going on at any point, and he's like the completely inscrutable. But I don't think if, if I decide I don't want my face to betray what's going on in my head, I think I could at least have a fighting chance. So I think that that's cap. Al? I think I, I lean cap on this one as well. I think I could hold my own as far as you not knowing what I have. Um, try to be the same, whether it's uh, a good hand or it's a bad hand. But I think if you play for maybe, let's say, 25, 30 minutes with me and you're a real poker player, you're going to have me red with no problem. If it's Trav and I playing, I think like we kind of don't know. We, yeah, th- if we're specifically talking at the poker table, we're dead meat. Oh, yeah, yeah. But That's in happening. life, like the, the generic poker face, yeah. I think I'd have a, a, a fighting chance. Taylor? You'd take my money in eight minutes, Al. You'd have all of it. <laughs> Cap, I, I think I have a good poker face. Yeah, although, Taylor, we would have no idea. I'd have no idea. Still don't? Show no emotion, nothing. <laughs> I have no idea. I've what never Taylor? played I, I, poker in my life. I, I don't know. I'd, I'd like, I guess I'd like to try it, but um, in life, I think I have a good one. You should start in like Vegas, just at the... the Bellagio, the $100 room, right? Go, go, go in there and do your thing. No, you do have a good poker face because you and I have worked together for, for what now, Taylor? About a year and a half at least, maybe two years? Bellagio. Sounds right. Sounds right. right. Yeah. I still don't know if you like me or not, so I think that your poker face is pretty darn good. Well, Taylor's you're not, not going to find out term. today either. I, I didn't have. I didn't. I didn't expect. <laughs> it's a long-term <laughs> poker player. Yeah, yeah. I have a terrible poker face. That's a surprise to no one. Yeah, I, I, I wear right. my heart on my sleeve. Fact. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So this morning, um, I kind of have like a ritual for myself. Whenever we have a remote, I like to get um, breakfast at Chick Fil A. It's kind of a little more out of the way, but it's on the way to. Usually wherever we're going, and this morning they, uh, you know, screwed up my order. They literally gave me complete wrong order, but my name was on the bag, so it was the right thing that I was supposed to get. Anyway, I didn't go back because you know, yep. already on the road. I'm like, whatever. I'm just yep. gonna eat this sausage egg and cheese McMuffin, which I actually didn't know they had a Chick Fil A because I thought they, they only have chicken. sausage. What? Yes, they have sausage now, which is strange. But if they mess up your uh, order in the drive-through, you don't go back. Ellen, Patrick Cat. Okay, if I'm in a like your situation where you're going to work, I'm not going back. I'm just going to kind of, if I have to be somewhere, it's not happening. If I got a day off 
and I'm not doing anything, and I get my orders screwed up. I, I think we've talked about this before. Where one time I went, um, I went to a uh, I went to a Mexican food joint, and I got guacamole on the side, and guacamole was very important to what I was eating. I had to go back. It's like a ten minute drive. I had to go back. That was critical to the whole game plan here. It's like uh, this I don't was know. in a drive through situation. Um, it was, I think you had the option. Yeah, you had the drive-thru or you could just go up to the front. I, I had to go back and get it. So more times than not, I got to go back. Trev? Never once. Never once. I, they F you in the drive-thru. The, the drive-thru is the roulette wheel of food service. You get what you get when they open that window and hand it out. It's going to be right the vast majority of the time. But if I ordered a quarter pounder with cheese and I get a filet of fish, I'm having a filet of fish. It's just that that's 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 the risk that I'm willing to assume. That was when I go such a good drive. example I, I, of how I, random. And you're the, like, well, filet of fish. Well, it this is it, incredibly random. Yeah. It was a sausage, egg, and cheese McMuffin at Chick Fil A. Yes, yeah. but that look, it's the Again, it's, it's the, the risk involved in drive-through yeah. cuisine. Let's say you, you get win. what you get because the the whole point of the drive-through is I don't want to take the time. Yeah. I don't want to go inside. I don't really care what it is I get. I want it fast. I want it cheap-ish. And I want to make sure that okay, I can let, keep going. Let's say you went to Taco Bell and you yeah. ordered whatever you got ordered. Got a filet of fish? No, you got in the car <laughs> and you got home. And when you got home, you you had Panda Express there. Panda it is. <laughs> Panda, look, I, I'm not going back. <laughs> I'm just not doing it. It's just not happening. All right, Taylor? I think fact. It kind of depends on the situation. So if I'm going through the drive-thru and I look over, I see that it's kind of you know empty inside. If, it's, if that's the case, then I'll go in if they messed up my order. But if it's packed in there, I'm just going to keep going down the road. Yeah, I did uh, <laughs> call or I, I communicate with Chick Fil A customer service and didn't get my refund. So at least that's good. Um, all right. So wait, how do you wait? Back up. What did refund. you do? I communicated with Chick Fil A customer service uh-huh. and I got a refund. Can how, you call Spirit Airlines? <laughs> <laughs> how do they know you're telling no, the I truth? Just, I don't know. They took her word for it. Yeah, wow. exactly. They're Chick Fil A. They're very nice people. How many but, people are going to call Chick Fil A? <laughs> Now after the show and just yeah, it just had some screw up here. I did have to give my receipt order uh, number, so it's like they uh. anyway. Um, so uh, there's a lot of like whirlwind celebrity romances happening right now. So you would rather date a famous person for one week, have it be a whirlwind, in and out in one week, and that's it. Um, you'd rather have that than marry a famous person, have it and have it end where you're the villain. All right, so you have a long-term relationship, yeah. Where you end in your villain, or you have um, you date with someone for a week. So you'd rather have the one week. Taylor, factor cap. Fact, yeah. Give me the week. I don't know. Let's just imagine if you date. I don't know. For example, a Taylor Swift or something, and then you have all <laughs> of her fans attack you after that that long relationship. That would be terrible. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just give me the week. Yep, sounds right, <laughs> Travis. Because if you if you marry someone and they're famous, you might get money in the divorce. You might get more status, a lot more perks, right? Kind yeah, of I think milk I want it for to, a little I, bit I don't longer. Mind being labeled as the bad guy, either that's not a deal breaker for me, right? I, I, because how long is that going to last? Once you're broken up, right? Nobody. We well, got to go ten years anyway. just to get yeah, be, th- your share. Let, let's use Taylor Swift as the example, right? The the lifestyle that would come along with being. With her for private a long, jet, ever, lots of ever, money, crazy. Like, yeah, yeah. It would be amazing. I'd like to live that more than a week. And if at the end yeah. of the day, all the Swifties hate my guts, I can live with that. I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, you know, Joe Alwyn got a bunch of acting roles because of her too, and like his his like career went off too. Right, uh, Al. So my initial reaction was going to go with uh, one week. And Taylor, I was with you. It's like you know, let's just uh, let's keep this short and let's move on. Travis, that was compelling. 
what you just did there about you know what screw everybody else i'm look at everything that i get out You're of this gold relationship digger, <laughs> I, I, I Turn it to Draymond like Green. Like a lot of gold that you could dig in those uh, 10 years. <laughs> I think now I'm rolling up my sleeves. I'm long term I'd be here. a prospector. I'd have that little bag and that axe. I'd be chipping off nuggets off the wall every day. I'd have a poker face for 10 years. <laughs> Just pretend. Don't show anything. Absolutely. I'm in. <laughs> All right. So it was Boss Amanda's birthday uh, maybe two weeks ago, a week ago. Um, and she told a story about her her friend, uh, you know, called her on her birthday and I guess had forgotten that it was Amanda's birthday. And so the entire conversation conversation like didn't Oof. say happy birthday yeah. Or yeah but i know we've talked in the past about how we don't always remember everyone's birthday but you don't keep track of anyone's birthday outside of your immediate family travis better cap cap there's a handful i know outside of my immediate birthday and not to the day but i know the general area in which they land but it's a very other you know sign I don't know any of the astrological <laughs> signs. Like, I know that Chris is in September. Yeah. Right? I don't know exactly when in September. I, I start <laughs> looking for the post to he'll find tell out you. what it is. I, yeah, I know. And I know, but I know that we're in the ballpark. Um, does my, like, mother-in-law and that kind of stuff count as family? I would count that as immediate family Okay. Because I know she's in June, but I couldn't tell you exactly when. <laughs> I know Susan's sister's in February. I don't know exactly when. Uh, but no. So only a very select few. Al? Um all right, I forgot which one is fact, which one's cap. I, I tend to... You don't remember would be fact. That would be fact. That would be fact. <laughs> I have random memories Do you know of Cousin people. Slee's birthday? Um, Cousin Slee, I do. February 28th. Okay. So I have, I, have random, I have random people's birthdays that I remember. I'm talking about family members, things like that. Like one of my cousins, I don't know, I met January 5th. I got a couple cousins that are in September. I remember all those. Of course, I know my mom, my sisters, my niece... But for the most part, you're in November. I know that, right? Yes. Like, and, as, as are you. Yeah. So yeah. the fact that we're closer to each other, I know that. Right. But I tend to... Emily's June? Yep. See? I'm basically plugged into everybody. I tend to... Sorry, Taylor. Forget <laughs> birthdays. Taylor's in January. Yeah, forget birthdays that. more than that. So, <laughs> fact for me. Taylor? Uh, let me... Is this cap or... Fa- which, one, which way does it go? It would be fact I do, if you don't remember. I remember, like... I've got a dozen or so in my memory bank, but that's about it. That's pretty good. Yeah, whenever someone tells me their birthday or whatever, I will put it in the contact of my phone, and then your phone will remind you, oh, like yeah. if your events of the day or whatever, it includes that person's okay, birthday. Okay, so you might know the answer to this. You, you, this may happen to you, too. There are a handful of people in my phone who are casual acquaintances yeah. whose birthdays show up on my calendar. I didn't put it in there. Mm. How, so where is you, that coming from? If you wish them happy birthday, it'll put it in your calendar. Is that what it's it is? A smart wow. reminder. So like, I, I wish Kirk. How Morrison. do I get it off? <laughs> you can not, go into their. By the way, I'm not kidding. <laughs> you can go into their contact and like take away that information. So like, I, I wished Kirk Morrison a birthday, uh, and then you know, uh, your phone's like, oh, do you want to remember that this is the wow. birthday? And then good. It'll, it'll do that. I'd so, like Kirk. Yeah. I'd like to wish Kirk a happy. Oh uh, yeah, yeah Kirk's a good one. Some guy that I met once four years ago that's in my phone. It's like <laughs> I don't care that it's your birthday, brother. Or maybe he put it in himself when he was putting in his information. That's also oh, okay. it's a weird move. You All ever right. had? You ever had? Like you were just talking about with Amanda, a good friend you're on the phone with on your birthday, and they forget it's your birthday. I would you tell them or not tell them? I won't tell them. I I, I would I would hint, and this isn't a surprise. I would hint at you know, hey, you know, I'm doing, I'm at this wherever with my friends. We're having cake, and you know, it's like, <laughs> oh wait, this is what we're doing. Oh, also- one sec, somebody's singing <laughs> happy birthday to me. <laughs> 
We're just opening my birthday presents. What right. are you doing? Exactly. Uh, by the way, <laughs> happy birthday to Duvall Jamison. He did let us know that his, it is his birthday. Happy now. birthday, right. Duvall. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, I got one more left for you guys. Um, so uh, I'm planning a for <laughs> for my birthday. We're, we're planning a trip to uh, Santa Barbara, so oh, I'm excited gotcha. about that. But um, I am planning this trip with three other people. So uh, four people, four decision makers is the max you want to deal with planning a trip together. So I understand that you might have like family members that might add like extra people, but four decision makers is the max for planning a trip. Uh, Al, Fed or Cap? Cap, four is too many. I want to go the Why other. three? I, I want to go the other. So I mean, <laughs> this is actually a perfect example. For Final Four, there was four of us. And one guy kind of took control of the whole thing, booked the Airbnb, right? That, that was out of the way. Um, said, hey, guys, just to let you know, these are the tickets I'm thinking. Everybody cool? Cool. Like, it was so much easier to do it that way than everybody else. Jumping. No, no, no. I'm finding a place. I'm this. I think four is too many, personally. Trev? Whatever that answer is, I second that. I don't know if it's fact or cap. It's cap. Cap. I go, th- you, yes, you need somebody that's in charge of the itinerary, that's in charge of the organization, that's in charge of putting these things together. If when you get to a place, y'all decide that, let's say you're going for sushi one night. And yep. a couple of people are like, you know, not really. That's fine. We can alter the plan a little bit. But when we're getting ready to go, Four of us are not suggesting Airbnbs. Four of us are not suggesting when th- this is where we're staying. This is how we're going. This is how it's going to be. It, keep it moving. And, and by the way, and I don't know if it's the same for women, M, but for men, I would love for the, anyone else to take control of this. I'm not going to complain about it. I don't really care where we stay as long as it's clean enough. That and if affordable. You, if you want to organize this whole thing for us and say, here's where we're going, here's what you owe, I am your guy. I would happily sign up for that. Taylor? Cap, four is too many. Uh, I think the max would be three for me, including me. Three. So how do you come to a consensus if you have four people making these decisions? Uh, we actually kind of like divided the tasks kind of thing. So like we had one person do the Airbnb. We had one person book um, reservations if it needs to happen. We had someone else do the transportation stuff. So we have, we have split uh, things and we can make a vote. So that's kind of how we're doing it's it. It's like Parliament. <laughs> My friends and I are very organized it's people. Like, you got you got to get a majority. We are gathered here today. Control of the government, exactly. and then you very narrowly pass your agenda. And the second that you lose one of your constituents, then the majority comes over here, and now the prime minister is switched from one side to the other. This is parliament. You're we running don't have, parliament. We, we don't, don't have a swing vote because we only have four. We have four people. So you know, sometimes number. in all those speeches, just whatever is said, everybody stands up and claps. They're doing that too. Right, exactly. It's the same thing. That's it. We're going here. You don't like it, you can stay home. That's how it is. That, that's what being a parent is. It's kind of nice to just kind of say, I don't really care what you want to do, but we're going to this spot. That's how it needs to be. All right. Russell Westbrook is good again, Slee. Is that, is that where we are with all of this? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Little shout out to our man Crypto Ray, who uh, you know proposed to his now fiance at Mandy's number one. We are at the site of Mandy's number two out here at Commerce Casino. And what Sleep. is he going to do at Mandy's number two? <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a tough that's a tough topper, right? That is a very tough topper. But he's already into the ultra sleep. So eye on the ball for the next hour and what do we got here? Uh, that'd be 12, ten plus twenty two hour yeah. and twenty two minutes, and then you can Some get into, to your ultras along the way. You're gonna top your coffee with a couple of ultras on the way out. The I door? usually do. Yeah, I usually do. Always. <laughs> that, that doesn't sound great. Those always go together. You got to make sure that you're mixing the right things along the way. Um, did Russ just get good again? 
is this just fit? Is this just a weird series where this is a good matchup for him, where he's super motivated to go up against a guy like Kevin Durant, super motivated to go up against a guy like Chris Paul? Or did Russell Westbrook do the thing that I suggested almost nobody does, see that the writing's on the wall right in front of your face, like, dude, you're almost out of the league. If this doesn't go your way, you're done here. He's clearly not done here. He's been incredibly important to them even being in any of these games. So what is done is a 200-plus million-dollar contract. Well, sure. The 47 a year, sure. whatever he was making. Um, actually, I, I really think this is it's, – it's interesting with the Clippers because Paul George doesn't play in this series. Uh, Kawhi Leonard doesn't play in game three. And I think Russ – is really, really in a situation where he doesn't feel like, well, if I screw this up in any certain way or fashion, A, I'm going to get blamed for it, and B, I'm it's also... never seemed to bother him before. <laughs> and, I, and I'm also going to be sitting on the bench here. The entire time that he played, it's also one thing, too. I mean, let's use Laker fans as an example. The guy would take a, a 15-footer, and there was this groan in the air. The guy, This is at home, right? And... I'm not making any excuses for Russell Westbrook. The guy is, um, he already has accomplished whatever he's accomplished. But your question is, can he prolong his career in the NBA? I think at least in this series, he's in a situation, a predicament where, Russ, just do your thing. And we know there's some good that comes out of it. And we know there's some bad that comes out of it. And he hasn't had to worry about anything other than being Russ, where in L.A., didn't it seem like for the Lakers, you were hoping he'd be something else and he was just never going to be something and, and, and I don't want to relitigate this. That's yeah. why it was such a bad idea to begin with, because you're asking him to do something he doesn't do. The Clippers, they're just asking him to be himself. They're just turning them loose. Kind of go do your thing, try to block some shots, get a bunch of rebounds, go 10,000 miles an hour, and just go be full Russell Westbrook, because... We don't really have a chance to, especially with Kawhi being down last night, we don't have a great opportunity otherwise. He's not in anybody's way doing it here the way he was in other people's way with the other L.A. team, with the Lakers. It, it's, it's fascinating to me because he is a useful – now, he still doesn't shoot well. He still has a bunch of turnovers. He still does some things that make you want to you know, pull your hair Six out. Six turnovers yesterday. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, he's he, going to have – that's going to come with it. He yep. didn't turn into – you know. Chris Paul or Steph Curry overnight. He's still a very specific type of player, but he's not without value all of a sudden. And, and credit to him, credit to the Clippers for taking a flyer on him and doing it because the only reason that this is kind of – and Norman Powell went nuts last night too, but they're making a series out of this despite not having Paul George at all and shockingly right before the game yesterday finding out that Kawhi Leonard wasn't going to play, which was shocking until you really stop to think about it. You're like, yeah, no, actually that kind of tracks. Okay, let me ask you this, because their next game is tomorrow. they got a 12 o'clock. Yeah. Right, noon game. Let's say Kawhi plays. And I'm going to assume, and I could be completely wrong on this, that maybe they were strategically saying, hey, if Kawhi can only go in one of these two games, could be. let's get him in game four, let's get him in that day game, um, and, and kind of take it from there. Um, they're playing big-time minutes, are the Phoenix Suns players. Kevin Durant's playing big-time minutes. Devin Booker's playing big-time minutes. It's a quick turnaround between games. I think if Kawhi plays tomorrow, I think it's a 2-2 series. I really do. And that, and that is um, kind of coming into the series as somebody that thought the Phoenix Suns were just going to kind of cruise. I think we're looking at a series that's becoming more and more interesting. Phoenix only has so many guys that they can use, and they're using them a ton right now. 
and Kawhi could potentially come into game four fresh, ready to go. And they hung yesterday with, with they did. Phoenix Suns. They, they did. You, you said a couple of interesting things there. And, and, and I want to put the idea of them being strategic with playing him or not in, in a separate category because I think that that's amazing. That, that That is such an incredibly risky thing to do in the playoffs because you just don't know what you're going to get from one night to the other with most of these other guys. But going back to the other thing, it, I, I think you're right with the Suns. When they got and, and, and let's make sure we do both sides of this. They've lost one game with Kevin Durant. Yep. One. One. Okay. So while yes, they're playing guys heavy minutes and all these things, they're still winning just about every single game that they play. But I think you're right. I think they are burning a lot of rubber off the tires on Booker, on Paul, on on Durant, on Ayton, on all of these guys. They're playing like seven guys, maybe an eighth guy here or there. We talk about the Lakers all the time and the rest that they need. Kevin Durant's not a young man. Chris Paul's not a young man. Yeah. These are guys that need rest as much as everybody else and that they are playing 42, 45 minutes a night. Mm. Them being the favorite in the West does not feel like they are anymore, even though I think that they're going to win the series, even though I think that they beat the Clippers in probably six games is what it feels like. But what comes next? they got to deal with Denver, who's going to go through Minnesota like that. What felt like a really good match for them all of a sudden doesn't. Well, what we talked about is the Laker frustration of, well, you're not taking advantage of the fact that John Morant's not there. Right. The Suns are not taking advantage of that Paul George and Kawhi. has not been there. And in that case, yesterday, Kawhi as well.